Welcome to Straight Fire Moms Podcast. This is Melvina. Cheryl's not with us today. Uh, we're just single moms reaching out to other moms, you know, just with a heart to help you in your parenting process. So we have been privileged to have um, Kanisha. She is a assistant principal at Foster Elementary. And she's been here the last couple of episodes um, talking to us, you know, just giving us some insight. You know, I'm telling you, she makes you feel so warm. You know, you you feel like you're one of the parents <laughs> that uh, need the resources. But nonetheless, she's a, world, a wealth of information. So thank you so much for coming back. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Yes, so even though you've told us before, tell us a little bit again about, I would love to hear First of all, tell us about, you know, your history, because okay. some people didn't listen before, okay. so they want to know. So it, about your history with, um, you know, education. Mm-hmm. And then also, I'd like to know about, you know, how you got into it. How did you start? I mean, eight, you, I mean how you, about 20, 20, 20, oh, yeah, yeah. 23 years. This year's 23. Man, that's a <laughs> lifetime for some people. That's wonderful, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm currently, like you said, the assistant principal over at Foster Elementary prior to that. Um, have always been in, I would say, for some, the lower economic schools. Um, I did 19 years in the classroom, and then just as the pandemic was hitting, went into the district resource teacher for Transformation Network, family and community engagement, uh, district resource teacher as well, and then matriculated into assistant principal over at Sly Middle Magnet, and then now at Foster um, and it's just basically something that I've, I've always just been passionate about kids um, I, I'm a mom number one wife whatnot and a PK just a preacher's kid so number one I've always loved people um, and I don't know getting into education I think it, it called me always kids have always been drawn to me even when i was a kid myself i did primary sunday school at my dad's church and so i've always just been that one that was into reading and um just want people to be better than Mm -hmm. what you know they start out as so um coming to tampa i went to school at usf and when i was declaring my major um i had three choices actually it was education business or either nursing and so the way that I made that decision was which one can I as soon as I graduate in May can I get a job as soon as I walk Mm -hmm. out this door (laughs) and it was education is what I chose Mm -hmm. and um I would not change one thing about it um it has been an absolute honor to serve the people that this is how I see it I'm serving God's people um so yeah and I believe you because nobody stays in this long right <laughs> first of all right. and still enjoy it yeah you know I mean so, yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. um along the way my focus has kind of changed a little um but it's still at the heart of it about empowering educating and seeing the gifts that's within a person though so it, it's changed a little bit now i'm i'm focusing more on the you know teachers helping them to to become leaders to go from just being a teacher to being a teacher leader and maybe going into the next level admin or whatever getting out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. to something bigger but then also too focusing on the parents that our kids are no greater 
I'm not going to say that because in some instances, no matter what the parents do, some of our kids just have it within them to go ahead and just be great. But in many instances, the greater the parent, the more educated, the more empowered the parent is, the better the child is going to be, the mm-hmm. success is going to be. So my focus has kind of changed a little bit more okay. over the years. Uh-huh. And then and then also, I would imagine the more that you've grown yourself, because mm-hmm. you know, you, you, it, the more that you've grown, mm-hmm. then the more that you had to offer, the more that right. you knew how to um, help others. Like you said, you like to see things better and people better. So, right, you know, so more- at, that, this is true. As I have come in knowledge, um, about various um, opportunities or just topics, you know, systems, or I've been awakened to certain things. So it's just like, if I know better, then I got to share that. So it does make you kind of evolve um, and elevate where you're at. So it's only natural that you do that. You, you do change focus. Yeah. yeah. And now, and now, with all that experience too, you know, mm-hmm. that, that makes the difference because yeah. somebody, now let me ask you this. What would you say to, um, uh, a, a younger person that's mm-hmm. wanting to go into education mm-hmm. and that is, you know, all eager and, you know, and excited about what would you tell them? What would, what would you say to a younger you in this, Ooh, in this? I would tell them to make sure that they understand their why mm-hmm. their why is going to be challenged like no other. Um, you're going to have people who are going to try to discourage you mm. into going into education because of the way society look at teachers, uh, the profession, the many people do not, do not, uh, see the importance of, well, I'm not going to say the importance, but they don't see it as a higher level, you know, like doctors and lawyers or whatever, and, and the money, you know, they'll, oh, you can go do blah, 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 make this kind of money, but I always my incentive or my gratification that I get out of it is seeing many of the students that I have taught that are now lawyers, that are now doctors, that come back and when they graduate, I had a student this year that graduated from um, from uh, uh, tech and I'm over at Slot came and wanted to take pictures. Like that's the stuff that makes me like, yeah, that child was in the fourth grade. I taught her fourth grade, but she remembers me, you know, and that's got to be rewarding. A- absolutely. And just, you know, many of, and I can go all the way back to when I was a Sunday school teacher, mm-hmm. when I was 12 years old and I taught some of those little six and seven year olds that were in my Sunday school class who are now teachers, mm-hmm. who are now pastors in church. And this one person in particular, I'm thinking about in my mind right now, he literally, he stuttered. He was so... Uh, just in his, you know, just withdrawn and just shy and sheltered and didn't want to say anything. Even in my little primary Sunday school class, I made you read out loud. And now he's a social studies teacher. He's just graduated with his master's and he and his wife both are educators and pastors. Like that's That's what makes me happy Mm -hmm. is just seeing the impact that little me can Mm -hmm. have on others and then it continues and yes. it continues and then they can do the same exactly that's one thing i love about it is duplication mm-hmm. you know but yeah that's that's awesome things being passed down to the other generations mm-hmm. so um one more thing that really i think i think it's one more that i want to add <laughs> okay so, well i know that we've had a lot of uh, influx of of my people migrating to mm-hmm. our country and to, yeah. our, to our schools and things so I want to know what is that like? What has been your experience, or what have you? Even if it's not been your experience, if it's been others, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, co-workers and things from other schools. What What's going on with that? Well, it happens more in certain areas of the school district. You know, the Hillsborough County is the seventh largest school district in the United States. So that means that we have, it is huge. So we have certain areas of the school district that have more influx of the incoming of immigrants than others. Um, but what it means is, is that as the school district holistically have to think about putting measures and um, interventions and um, strategies in place and personnel in place to assure that those students are provided with what they need, which means for many of us who are English speakers, we have to then figure out ways to support them. Um, making connections with resources within the community for uh, like the Hispanic Council or Maldiv. These are all different community nonprofit organizations that actually come in and help support those families. So there are, you know, uh, departments within the school, the ELL, paras, um, teachers, even myself, if you're teaching in the state of Florida and certified, you have to do what's called ESOL endorsement. Mm -hmm. So you learn strategies and things to help to communicate as much as possible with those families to make them feel welcome um, and to help their learning process with, with being here in America as a non-English speaker. And it can be very scary. It is very, it is very scary for some of our babies who come here and they don't know a lick of English. Um, so we have to find those people within our schools who do speak, you know, Spanish or whatnot or whatever. It could be uh, Haitian Creole, it could be French Creole, it could be uh, African, it could be whatever. There's all kinds of different dialects from different countries, different folk. Um, but we do have departments and strategies in place that do support that as well as community resources that do come in and help with that. But um, yeah, it, it is something that is a concern um, because unfortunately, even though they may come in, they're going to be forced to deal with English, you know, the, the text. It, it, they're still tests as an English speaker, wow. even though that, yeah. So they go through programs where they're, uh, they're support, they get supports, they get accommodations for those students to help them like with their lessons. They go to, uh, like I said, ELL, English Language Learners. Mm -hmm. That's what that stands okay. for. That people will come into their goal and support them in their classrooms and help them with accommodations. Like they may get extended time for reading on a test, or they may get certain strategies to help them with understanding the curriculum. Mm -hmm. And as they progress, then they get, they graduate out of those programs. Okay, awesome. So one more question with that, and mm -hmm. then I'll, I'll leave you alone. Okay. And that is, what is the stress factor for the teachers like? Because that's got to be kind of heavy because, you know, that's- To like, have those, yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it, But it's something that they're aware of. And mm -hmm. again, the, um, the the education college of education prepare our teachers for that before they even get that's part of their graduation requirement is to take classes to help them with ESOL with the English learners that are coming in that don't speak um, the language but then again too we do have people within the school district uh, within the school that do support the teachers. So if I, like for example, when I was in a classroom and I had students that were LYA, they were no speaker, they didn't speak English hardly. We had teachers that came in and they supported them. And there's also two apps 
there's apps on phone like the Google Translate yeah, yeah, that yeah. allows you to be able. So we have all kind of different electronic devices to help to support with our students mm -hmm. with with the reading, with the ELL, ELA part, with the reading and writing and listening and speaking part of the curriculum. Awesome. Yes. Okay. So you like you guys are prepared. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this has just been wonderful. Your time Absolutely. with us. I so appreciate it. Yeah. I'm sure it has helped somebody. Uh, for sure. It's helped me. It's a light <laughs> to be, you know. So thank you for um, your time. Absolutely. Yeah, don't take it for granted. Don't yes, take it for granted. And yes, thank you for your service Absolutely. to our children as well. Yes. yes. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you, uh, listening audience, for tuning into us. Um, this is Straight Fire Moms podcast. If you have any questions, please do send them in to straightfiremoms.com. And until next time, this is where we learn and we grow. Thanks for listening.